All right. Business is picking up here. Welcome to the Assiniboia Downs warm-up. Andrew Patterson with you. Michael Remus in studio. Ryan Brandt as well. All hands on deck today as Patrick Laine has a uh, new two-year deal with the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, Remo, now we await Kyle Connor and uh, maybe some good news on Dustin Bufflin and can get going with the season next week. Yeah, wow. Great feeling around uh, the Winnipeg Jets preseason wrapping up. We're approaching the regular season. But to have Patrick Laine under contract, a two-year deal. I think Pierre Lebrun was was tooting the two-year bridge deal horn the whole time. I think this is a great deal for both sides. Laine got close to $7 million. Well, the Jets got him for you know a two-year term, and now it's going to be up to Line to prove that he's worth a long-term a mega extension after this. So hopefully he has a bounce back here. But I think this is you know pretty reasonable. You were I'm pretty sure you said the term the amount yesterday right in that range, um, and now we're just waiting for Kyle Connor and Dustin Belfin. But one down, and I think definitely reason uh, for Winnipeg fans to be very happy. Yeah, earlier this week I was thinking that maybe this number would be a three-year deal and it would be in and around 6-3, 6-4. I think with the Matthew Kachuk signing and the fact that they were talking about a two-year deal, we thought that that number might go up a little bit. But again, it protects the Winnipeg Jets if for whatever reason, not that I'm at all in this camp, that you know, things aren't working out for what they're paying Patrick Laine. Um, you know, they give them some options still under team control going forward. Um, the biggest thing for Kevin Sheveldayoff was to get this done. Uh, you know, Bob McKenzie was on earlier today on the big show, and, you know, Rick has done a great job of explaining this for some people that maybe n- might not be entirely familiar with the rules of the salary cap. The minute you get going on into the regular season and start losing games, if these guys are expecting to make their money, or even if they're signing with a deal and understanding that, you know, they're missing a few games, the AAV considerably changes in that first year. And if you had Connor and Line A drifting into the season, it just makes it much more difficult for them to get what they want, the team, you know, to do a deal that's fair and it to work under the salary cap. So the fact of the matter is this deal, it cost them less than $7 million per season. They had $15.5 million cap space or thereabouts. They certainly have the money to sign Kyle Connor, whether they're doing a shorter deal or even a long-term deal that that has been discussed. And once that gets done, I think Kevin Sheveldayoff, in addition to maybe some quality defenders that might be odd man out in their particular locations that might be available on waivers, I think then you can look at you know maybe making some sort of a move earlier in the season to shore up the defense, which still is a legitimate concern going into the opening game next week. What do you mean? You think they haven't found their guy in first-round pick from 2019, Billy Hainala? He's not going to be the guy? You know, you know, you know what, by the t- way, it's funny you mentioned this. He's still I, on the team. Uh, oh, believe me. And he was incredibly impressive again last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a test that was for an 18-year-old kid to go in, and you're playing against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And I thought TSN did a great job of isolating uh, you know, a, a number of his shifts. And looking at the way he handled Leon Dreisaitl, Dreisaitl was a 50-goal scorer in the league last year. He's big. He's very, very strong. And... You know, he really seems just to have a, a a a poise, a maturity, and a hockey sense that allows him, even with a relatively small frame that will grow plenty in the next few years, the ability to be very, very effective when he's on the ice. It's been one of the great stories of training camp. And, you know, it's been fun to talk about because there's been all these other questions that we haven't been able to answer about when are Kyle Connor and Patrick Line going to be here? What's up with Dustin Bufflin? Focusing on what's been happening 
in training camp and in the preseason. I mean, Billy Hanela, and I'll put David Gustafson into that category as well, been really, really pleasant surprises. And I was saying this yesterday, watching the game with a couple buddies. Um, Billy Hanela, I, I almost don't even, he's now a one-named guy. Uh, amongst Jet fans, just Villy. Villy. You know, and there's not too many one name guys first time. There's Buff. Buff just goes without saying. But, you know, Blake Wheeler, Mark Scheifele, Patrick Line, Nikolai Ehlers, you always kind of use their name. But Villy is, is is the guy right now on the blue line. He made another group of uh, round of cuts today. And there is there is a chance that he's on that opening line, day lineup and maybe even playing early in the season. And, uh, I'll be the first one to to say I did not see that coming coming into camp. Yeah, he's still around, but there is going to be one less spot now for a forward now that Patrick Line has signed. So uh, we will wait and see. The Jets are off today. They'll practice tomorrow and final preseason game on Sunday. But the big news, as we mentioned off the top, Patrick Line signing and. You know, Darren Dreger tweeted out today, things are brewing, and we had, then we had the full, was that a Dreger bomb, was it? It was. It uh, was a, and uh, what was it, within five minutes? I think so. It was actually confirmed going forward, and I understand that uh, the, the True North chairman, Mark Chipman, was speaking at a, a luncheon downtown. I'm not sure whether it was the Chamber of Commerce, but it was a group of business people, and of course he gets asked about that, and you know, in, in True Mark Chipman forum, just kind of quietly says, yeah, yeah, we got line eight done, and uh Things are seemingly going well with Kyle Connor, so uh, we can only hope that that little nugget from uh, the boss down of True North might uh, maybe give us an idea that something could be coming with the other talented young forward. I, I got to wonder, Remo, what Kyle Connor's thinking right now, knowing that he is the final guy. Well, he and Miko Rantanen, but you know, with the Winnipeg Jets thing, there was you know they need to sign both of these guys. But many people were wondering, well, which one would come first? Yes, and now that Patrick Line is here, he's on a plane back. I I would think that that might put a squeeze a little bit more on Kyle Connor to not be the one guy left behind that's not with his team when things get going in New York City next week. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe we thought Connor, oh yeah, easy uh, long term deal, you know, sign him. And now we're hearing that you know they were arguing over years and over money. I think Line maybe looking back now is probably the more straightforward one. It was a bridge deal the whole time. He had a down year last year. Um, you know, I heard Dave Poulin on Leafs Lunch today. They were talking about it, and he was saying, well, this guy could end up being, you know, unbelievable, could be, you know, 60-goal score, or he could have, you know, a similar year to last year. I'm in the camp that this guy's got unlimited potential and, you know, was probably more likely than not to rebound. But, I mean, you never know how, they, how these things happen. So uh, now we wait for Kyle Connor, and I think if you're him, you're seeing everyone else sign. You think maybe you want to reevaluate your position in negotiating. You're thinking, well, everyone else is signing for these you know, am I worth this? What What am I worth? And maybe you take another look at it and and try to get something done so you can start the season because these guys want to win and they don't want to let their team down. And we saw, and I think you see William Nylander last year take it down pretty much to the final second and really just wasn't able to get up to NHL speed. He was great in the in the World Championships, but uh, you know, yeah. definitely str- <laughs> once definitely they were struggled. out of the playoffs, <laughs> yeah, definitely struggled. <laughs> He was fresh for the worlds. But I mean, there was the talk the whole year for him. It doesn't help the Leafs, but we, we know that he is a talented player. He didn't show it, you know, right out of the gate, but the talent I think is there and he's going to have a a bounce back year. We will have football picks coming up after two 30. Nick Ziff's with us in studio. Uh, Ziff, 
very interesting morning today, finally getting one off the books, and now uh, one more to get signed and one more mystery to uh, get solved when it comes to Dustin Bufflin. But Winnipeg Jets need Patrick Line. Patrick Line needs the Winnipeg Jets. Two years. Let's go. That's right. I mean, look, this is modern-day sports. I mean, we all have to accept that. It's hard because, you know, in Winnipeg, we want all these players signed. We want to be going forward and, and everything normal. But this is normal. This is the new normal. Guys hold out. This happens. That happens. It's just the way it goes. I don't. It's just part of the business. And I think maybe we take it too personally well, when we should. Yeah. And I mean, listen. I mean, I don't think anyone. We often you know throw the term "hold out" around, but I mean, these guys didn't have contracts. Kyle right. Connor's not withholding his services right now. They haven't agreed. They don't have his. I mean, he the Correct, Jets yeah. own his rights, but he hasn't signed anything. And that was the case with Patrick Liney beforehand. So. Hey, great news. It is a start. We know that there's still a lot of unanswered questions about this hockey club going into the season opening road trip. Uh, But one of the the biggest challenges, question marks uh, about the future of this club. And hey, listen, I know there's a lot of people that have been down on Patrick Liney. I'll be honest. It stunned me how short memories people Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. and how the focus has been on, you know, the toughest time of this young man's probably hockey playing life as opposed to what he's done in three years for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if you can come out and have a hard start in the season, all of that will disappear literally by the time Kevin O fires up the uh, <laughs> the post-game show callers. I, look, it, it's just all results-based. Score and win, and people forget about everything. Don't, and then they sort of harp on you, right? I mean, uh, it, he's endeared himself to Winnipeg. I don't think it's going to take much Get a, get a few goals in, uh, under your belt, and, and, and everyone's going to move forward from this. Now, we're going to stay on this topic through till 2.30. We will take a quick time out to give you our uh, picks against the spread. But I would invite you to hit me up on the Odd Shark inbox. You can text in at 12.90.90, or you can send me a tweet at Hustlerama. We'll get to some of your feedback on the contract. Are, are you, first of all, happy about the number, the term, Concerned about the Kyle Connor situation at all? And where does Patrick Liney fit into the lineup coming up this season? You let me know on the Odd Shark inbox at 129090. We'll take our first break. We'll come back more on the Jets and the signing at number 29. We'll squeeze in our football picks and then we'll get into a busy afternoon ride. I'll let you know what's coming up on that after a quick timeout here on TSN Radio 1290. All right, 218 on the Assiniboia Downs warm up. Nick Ziff's in the house. We will, uh, as always, get to our picks against the spread. We'll bang those off after 230. Michael Remus in studio, as well as Ryan Brandt. And uh, we've getting lots of action here on the Odd Shark inbox. Derek tweaks in, yay, 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 yay. The money's good. The player is great. The term is perfect. Let's play some hockey. Hey, would I have preferred a long-term deal? Well, sure. But Remus, at the end of the day, they needed to figure something out short-term to get him back on the ice. And from Mike Liu, Patrick Liney's agent's perspective, and I'm sure Patrick's, um, this was a terrible time considering of the downside of the end of last season to really get into bed for seven or eight years. And I'm sure he had some uh, some concerns as to whether, you know, this situation was the best spot for him long term. Now it's a time for everyone to get together to make it work, to put last year in the rearview mirror and, uh, hey, earn a lot of money in your next contract. But the bottom line, be there for your team, get back on the right track and win some hockey games. Yeah, I agree with you. If you're... You know, if you're uh, the Winnipeg Jets, yeah, of course you want to sign Patrick Liney to a long term. The guy's got you know 40 goal potential. He made his had a career high 70 points in his second season uh, as a 19 year old. I mean, 
lot of potential with, with Patrick Laine. Now, if you're Patrick Laine, your value is at the lowest it's been in your career. Why would you sign a long term? Which is still pretty high. Which is still, yeah, <laughs> which is still you know worth uh, close to seven million dollars. <laughs> but I mean, you kind of took a step back from your first two years while you were you know you were trending upwards for the first two. So Patrick Laine, I mean, this two year deal makes sense for him. Uh, makes sense for the Jets as well. It's probably going to be. I mean, if he plays like we think he can, there's going to be a probably a long term mega deal uh, once this is over. So, and I'm sure the Jets will be more than happy to do that. Yeah, if you're scoring fifty yeah. goals here, take just take the blank check if you if you put up fifty. But the thing for him is he has to go up and uh, and do that. He and he has to show that he's uh, you know rounded out his game a bit more and that he's not. The player that went on the extended scoring drought from last season. Uh, we've got a question uh, from, I believe it's from Riley, who said, that, "Do you think Connor will end up signing a two or three year deal around five five just to get this done? Long term doesn't seem like it will get it done, in my opinion." You know, Riley, I have to say that from all of our trusted sources uh, along the lines of uh, LeBron and Drager, and um, of course Bob McKenzie. I believe that the team and Kyle Connors people are still talking about a deal in the six-year range. Now, uh, Bob McKenzie this morning on the big show said that the camp, Kyle Connor camp is still looking and grinding for about seven and a half per season. I personally think that's probably a little high. Now that the line A deal is done, I think the full focus of the Winnipeg Jets organization is going to be on getting Kyle Connor signed. If it's a six-year deal, I think it probably is in and around the seven range closer to like 7-0 than 7-5. And I'll tell you what, if they do realize that, you know, maybe just maybe a short-term deal works better, um, you know, they could do something in and around probably a little less than Patrick Lining on a two- or a three-year term. But I mean, the bottom line is I, I personally don't believe Connor will ever be in a better situation to sign a long-term deal than right now considering how effective he had been with Shifley and Wheeler, the numbers that he put up going forward. Who knows whether he's even back on that line when he shows up after signing another deal. So um, sometimes, as we say in the be a player payoff, sometimes you have to take the money. And uh, we'll see what happens with Connor over the next little bit. And uh, as I mentioned to Kevin O, um, it would be great to have that happen. And then we can just go on to worrying about Dustin Bufflin next week as the season gets started. Yeah, and if Kyle Connor holds out, and let's say they put Ehlers with Shifley and Wheeler, or they put Line, and those guys, one of those guys starts going off, do you think that Kyle Connor's value uh, maybe goes down a bit? Because you're saying, hey, well, we can put anyone with these guys. We don't need uh, Kyle Connor there. And uh, Dave Poulin, you know, was a former assistant GM, was on. Uh, Leafs lunch, and he was saying, "Well, if you're Kyle Connor, maybe you want to get out there quick, so you know your spot doesn't get taken, and uh, you know you want to get into." There's this something lineup. to be said for that. You want to get you see, well, this guy signed, maybe you know I signed because everyone else seemed to figure out a deal except for Rantanen and Connor, and I think it's pretty pretty clear from you know comparables what Connor is worth somewhere around seven million. Um, I think they just seem to struggle to figure out uh, the appropriate term. Here's another text coming in. Winnipeg has been nothing but negative sports stories since after the Banjo Bowl. Hopefully this is the turning point Mm -hmm. of many good things to come for both the Bombers and the Jets. It's always darkest before dawn. Go Blue. Go Jets. And, of course, uh, our caller's referring to uh, the news that broke late in the afternoon right yesterday that Matt Nichols will not be coming back for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, We are in full Strevolution mode for the rest of this season 
as Chris Strebler is the guy going forward for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And uh, Ziff, very interesting football game tonight. I know we're going to be touching on our NFL picks coming up in uh, a few minutes after the next break. Um, but Bombers getting a lot of respect from the odds makers and the betters right now is uh, what five and a half point favorite right now against the Ticats. Yeah, big line five and a half. That is uh, that that seems a little high to me. Um, but regardless of the line, big game for the Bombers. They've got to get uh, they've got to get the stench of last week's uh, loss off of them and uh, move forward here because. That was a that was a grueler, and you you guys have talked about it. Uh, oh yes. in depth, and <laughs> and you know I don't think anybody really wants to talk about it anymore because uh, it would. I mean, it was just a giant collapse, and and cannot happen. And anyway, they got to wipe wipe the slate clean here and move forward because they need they need a big win. Tonight. Yeah, no, and this is that. And you know, really, I mean, I joked to a to friend you know at lunchtime today that you know if CFL games were fifty nine minutes, the Bombers would be twelve and one right now. The one was their trip to Hamilton. Hamilton got up 14 nothing mm-hmm. very early mm-hmm. on the team. They didn't seem ready for what Hamilton was bringing. Of course, Jeremiah Masoli then got knocked out of the game and subsequently the season, and it was Dane Evans' turn to come in, and he ended up holding on to that lead and has really turned into, I mean, he's not Jeremiah Masoli, but he's doing a very good job steering the stealing ship for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So this is going to be a great matchup, a real challenge, and as well for the Bomber offense, La Police, scheming for Chris Strebler and the weapons they have right now going up against this Hamilton defense that has been really good all season long. It's going to be a great challenge. I'm with you. I think it'll be a close game, but I think it should be a real good one. Uh, absolutely. I mean, look at this, this Strebler. Game after game showing improvement, improvement, improvement. Last week, I mean, he, look at the first half. Guy was great. I mean, I mean, it was embarrassing them. I mean, at they some point, were embarrassing. And I will them. say this: the one, the pick by Strevler in the yes. last minute of the first half, which kind of allowed Montreal to get back, back in. in the game. It, it almost was like the Bombers were having so much fun sticking it to those guys. They got a little over eager or exuberant, if you will, and you know. Put up a ball that didn't need to be. Didn't need to go did. there. And I'll tell you what, a 17-point halftime lead is a lot different than 24, especially when a team feels like they just got one and they've got a little bit of momentum. But the weirdest thing about it is the Bombers shut them down all third quarter. Mm-hmm. This is a 20-point lead going into the fourth. So, again, we don't need to rehash it all. We're all having flashbacks of last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is huge opportunity for the Bombers going up against Hamilton uh, today. And we will touch on that. Remus, I know there's a big edition of Olympic Blue and Gold Game Day coming up at 5.30, but for those just tuning in right now, there's one big story that's dominating the talk here on TSN 1290. That's the two-year extension to Patrick Laine, signed in the last couple hours with the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, absolutely huge. Darren Dreger tweeting out, uh, buckle up, Winnipeg. I got some, uh, you know, things are happening here with Patrick Laine. And uh, then a couple minutes later, said two years, 6.75 AAV. Uh, for Line, and Line is you know scheduled to arrive Monday. He'll be discussing his uh, extension then. Uh, Kevin Shovelderoff, the Jets GM, should hold a conference call uh, this evening. We're waiting to hear that time to hear from him. So that is one down, and now one more RFA to go, and one other question mark to go. That is Dustin Bufflin. So things coming together for the Winnipeg Jets before Thursday's season opener in New York. Uh, Patrick Line signing today, and this is just great news. Uh, so, you know, solid term we thought it would be around here, uh, two years, 
bridge deal and a solid val is 6.75 aav rick and i'll be all over this at three o'clock in the afternoon ride again it's an abbreviated show we'll go just up until 5 30 and then turn it over to darren bombing westy and wally to get you ready for the bombers and tie cats on olympic blue and gold game day right now though we'll take a break get to sports center with ryan brant with all the latest and then we'll come back and ziff and i'll dive into the uh, lines with our nfl picks against the spread for week number four this is the radio home of the winnipeg jets patrick line has a two-year deal and you're listening to tsn 1290 all right keep those texts and tweets coming 129090 on the odd shark inbox you can hit me up at hustlerama of course at tsn radio 1290 as well andrew patterson michael remus nick ziff coming in we will break away from uh, breaking down the latest Jets news and Patrick Laine's contract. Uh, so speaking of money, try and make some this week on the lines. Um, you know, pretty good last couple of weeks. We've been up and down right in and around that number. Some more good success with that Thursday nighter last night. Unfortunately, we do picks on Friday. <laughs> Feeling great about Thursday night wins. And then uh, sometimes it's not as easy on Sundays, Ziff. But pretty interesting slate of games this week. Yes. Uh, I mean, t- as always, Interesting lines, games to play. Uh, again, just go, going back and looking at some of the picks, though, for sure, make sure that you're always getting the right line because in the KC game, which I lose on, on our picks here, yep. but I will thank John Harbaugh because I laid four and a half in real life, and John Harbaugh, the stunned deer that he is. I, I mean, this is a – this guy – is 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 topping the list of dum dum of the year, and there's there's a few this week to actually go back and talk about, but his inexplicable go for one, go for two points, just randomly whenever he feels like it, change up his ideas. In the end of the game, like that was in the, the Listen, near, near they were the end down the, seven. They were down seventeen. They scored a touchdown, which made an eleven point game, and they went for two to try to make it a nine, nine point, point game. game. Like that was it. Like I support going for two before. I think they knew if they wanted to beat the Chiefs in KC, they were probably going to need to put up thirty-five plus, and they were doing it, and that's fine. But at a certain point, read the situation. All it did was put them. They didn't make it. They were down eleven. They scored another touchdown. They had to go for two again. They didn't make it. And then even if they got the ball back, instead of being able to tie the game with a field goal, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. had to score another touchdown. It did not make any sense. Um, and speaking of not making any sense, just I don't want to spend too much time on this because we've got to get the picks in, but I don't know whether this is on Matt LaFleur or whether he's saving Aaron Rodgers' behind, but how you do not run the ball at least once on a first and goal from the one-yard line and throw four incompletions is beyond me. Uh, the Packers have to be looking themselves in the mirror going, how the heck did that happen last night? But full marks to Philly. That's a desperate team, and that was a huge win. Yeah, well, let, let, let's add Doug Peterson into the uh, dumb dumb of the week as well because they're up. They score a TD to go up seven, and he's not happy kicking the extra I like point that call. to go up eight. I, I like that call. I think it's he crazy. Gets it, he gets it right. You're up by nine, and it's a two score game. Like, it's what's still, the difference between eight and still seven? a two score game though? If you score a touchdown, you have to score and go for the two pointer. Like I mean, I get yeah, it's two I mean, different drives, you but you still got to score twice. I get it, I get it, but I think that the way, it, so you're basically saying, well, my team can't stop you. Period. I guess is what he's saying. Well, he's saying I'd rather you have to stop me twice than stop me once. 
Well, I, Doug Peterson's his own special case because he, he goes for it almost all the time. Yeah, and that's the way they do it. And, you know, overall, I think they'll work it out. One other dumb, dumb of the week we've got to throw in. Bruce Arians intentionally oh my God, taking yes. a penalty to move a field goal back Good one, Remus. five yards. <laughs> and the guy missed it. Made that, it a 34-yard attempt. He, and he admits it. That's yeah. the worst oh, part. Yeah. Just, just you make up a lie. Say I was, <laughs> I couldn't see the clock. Somebody got in my way. I don't know what happened. He said it's an easier field goal back <laughs> five yards. No sense hurrying. Okay, let's get into the picks because we had to squeeze these in. I'll start it off, Ziff. And uh, this is a pick to me. It was is an easy one to make, although this number has already changed two points already. The biggest line of the week is the Chargers laying. Now it's 14 and a half. It was 16 and a half earlier this week. Guys, I know Miami stinks. However, they will at least, I think back at home, they showed a little bit. Josh Rosen got it going a little bit last week. They will be, they're not going to get blown out at home by the Chargers who don't travel well. They've got Melvin Gordon back. Maybe he'll play. Maybe they won't. Uh, I had a good friend of mine, a Chargers fan, not Jeff Feinberg, text me yesterday going, prediction for Sunday, Miami 23, Chargers 22. Uh, I've already changed my survivor pick. I initially originally had the Chargers, and I'm like, no, no, this would be way too dirty of a way mm-hmm. to get bounced out. Um, the line right now is at 14 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the home dog and the massive points. Yeah, that's a great pick. I, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, lots of games to bet this week. That doesn't have to be on your slate, but it's uh, it's home dog or nothing in that game. I myself will go to a home dog with my first pick. I will go to the Bills plus seven. I know everybody's been Love waiting. It. Seven and a half. It's seven and a half. I know everybody's been waiting for me to bet against New England. Um, and now we're in uh, week four. So I think it's about time. I love the setup. Buffalo's always played New England tough when they were really bad, and they're not really bad anymore. Their defense is really quite good, and their quarterback, if he stays within himself, I think we're going to have a really good football game there. Yeah, I cannot wait for this game. That's an early matchup. I'll be watching it at the same time as we see Pat Mahomes play his first regular season game in a dome. Like, my fantasy chops right. I'm drooling. You can't see this right. I'm so excited about this game. And listen, Detroit's had a couple big wins. Mm -hmm. They've also given up a bunch of points. We saw what happened to them. I mean, they're moving up a few weight classes, taking the Chiefs. Now, this game right now is, it it depends on where you look. I'm looking at seven, but plus 110 Mm -hmm. or the six and a half at the more regular number. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Minus six and a half in Detroit. I think this is a real reality check for the Lions. And I think Pat Mahomes goes off tomorrow. Uh, make sure you got Miko Harbin in your lineup. Make sure you got Travis Kelsey going. I think it's going to be a fun day for the Chiefs playing at Ford Field. And uh, hey, Lions, they just saw the Packers lose yesterday. One of the Vikings or the Bears are going to lose. They're playing arguably the best team in football. They can take the L. They will. I think the Chiefs run it up and win by a touchdown. Give me KC minus six and a half. A lot of points on the road. Not for me, but uh, I hope you win it. Um, I'm going to go to. Uh, I'm going to go against my my man uh, mentioned earlier, John Harbaugh. I'm going to go to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Uh, plus the points. Uh, Nothing like backing Freddie Kitchens on the road. Yeah, I know. Aye, aye, I do. Aye. I do feel bad about that part. You're Someone's right. Got to win this game. The, the, here's the worst part. He, uh, John Harbaugh should easily outcoach Freddie Kitchens without a doubt. 
But, um, you know, John Harbaugh is outsmarting himself because I think he's going to make a nice short career out of Lamar Jackson as well because uh, he didn't learn enough lessons from Ron Rivera and Cam Newton. Yeah, so uh, Cleveland plus seven, that's a nice one. Uh, so we've got Buffalo and Cleveland both taking a seven, seven and a half points in the Buffalo. I'm going to lay six and a half with the Chiefs in Detroit and take 14 and a half on the Miami Dolphins. Moving on to my next pick. Uh, well, we were just talking about the NFC North. I love this Vikings-Bears game. This should be a really, really excellent, uh, excellent matchup. I think the Vikings go into Chicago and make sure that they don't repeat the mistakes they made against the Green Bay Packers on the road in that big divisional game. They went down 21 nothing early. Mm-hmm. From there on in, their defense dominated Aaron Rodgers and a pretty good Packers offense. And you know, if it wasn't for a terrible decision by Kirk Cousins... We might be talking about a different undefeated team coming into this weekend. The Bears, for their part, um, you know what? Hey, credit where credit's due. They got the win against Washington on Monday Night Football. Stinker. But it's still, there's still a lot of work to do. The defense set the tone. I, you know, When Mitch Trubisky gets in a tight game against a close defense, then I think we'll really be able to judge where he's at right now. The Vikings are two-point underdogs in this game. I actually like them to win it outright. Chicago playing on the short week coming off Monday night football. Um, give me the Vikings plus two against Chicago. I'm 100% with you on that game. That is uh, that Bears offense. Can you imagine, just slightly off track, talking about Trubinsky that was 50-1 to 1 to win the MVP and he got bet all the way down at 25-1? to 1? Now it's 10,000 It to should one. be, tw- yeah, it should be all of that <laughs> off plus. Off the board. He's got no shot. I mean, uh, he, he looks horrible and now we're four weeks in. Uh, where do you want to go with pick number three, Ziff? All right. Um, on pick number three, I'm going to go to mile high. I'm going to take the point. Uh, hang on. Hang on. I'll go first. I'm going to go to New Orleans first. Okay. I'm going to go to another home dog. Uh, I know Dallas is a good team, and they look real solid this year. But you know what? New Orleans defense is pretty solid as well. And uh, anytime Kamara can get the ball 25 times a game, you got a chance to win. Dallas hasn't played anyone yet. Yes, New Orleans. True. Really impressed me last week. I mean, to go into Seattle and win the way they did without Drew Brees, huge statement game for the Saints. They'll be back home. I don't believe Dak Prescott has ever played in the Superdome before. Uh, the Houdat Nation is going to be up and ready to go for this one. Uh, I think it really should be uh, an interesting game. Three points with that home team, New Orleans. Love the pick. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We've each got two more, and we'll get to more of your reaction on Patrick Lyonnais' contract with the Winnipeg Jets on the Odd Shark inbox. This is the Assiniboy Downs warm-up, and you're listening to TSN Radio 1290. All right, back in the Assiniboy Downs warm-up. Patrick Liney's got a contract. We've got some great feedback from you. Keep it coming at 1290.90. We'll dive into the Odd Shark inbox in a few minutes and uh, throughout the afternoon ride. We can tell you Kevin Sheveldayoff is going to speak in and around 5, just after 5 p.m. We'll have the general manager's comments, and uh, then we'll have uh, our next contestant for the Be A Player payoff before we turn it over to bombing Westwood and Walby at 5.30 for Olympic Blue and Gold game day. All right, Hassan Ziff in here. We're doing our picks against the spread. Miami plus 14.5, KC minus 6.5, Minnesota plus 2 are my first three. Ziff's got the Bills playing the Patriots at home plus 7.5, Cleveland plus 3, New Orleans uh, sorry, Cleveland plus seven, New Orleans plus three. Moving on, my next pick, I'm going to go to Monday Night Football. And, God, no one ever got rich backing the Bengals on the road, but, Ziff, that's exactly what I'm doing. This game has now gone to three and a half. 
to me, this has a potentially dreadful but close game <laughs> written all, all over it. And I'll tell you what, to be perfectly honest, who do I trust more, Mason Rudolph or Andy Dalton? It's the Red Rifle. Um, you know, they're not a very good team. However, Dalton has put up some big mm-hmm. numbers so far. Yes. They've been doing it without A.J. Green. Um, you know, you hope you'll have a good game from Joe Mixon. And we still don't really know what we have in this Pittsburgh offense without Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, the Steelers are 0-3. They've looked terrible. I know the Bengals are 0-3, but they've had a couple really tough losses mm-hmm. by a point against Seattle. Mm-hmm. They almost beat the Bills in Buffalo. Very tough place to play. It's a great defense. It makes no sense to me that you're getting three and the hook on this. Give me the Bengals in what could be a close and hopefully not too terrible game on Monday Night Football. By the way, Monday Night Football, I'll be hosting Boston Pizza Charleswood next week. So all you people out on the west side, come out and join me for uh, the Bengals and Steelers. Give me Bengals plus three and a half. Uh, I'm with you on that, but I will tell you, I flash back to Andy Dalton on any primetime game, and he (laughs) is an outright disaster. Absolute disaster. Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I would easily lose my money on him, but uh, I, I think back and go, wow, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not all 100% sure about it. Well, what do you want to do for pick number four, boss? Okay, I will go. I'm going to go to mile high. I'm going to take the points with Jacksonville, who, um, you know, with their backup quarterback, have looked completely respectable, uh, slopped Tennessee around like uh, it was nobody's business in Tennessee, so I, I have no problem. Denver has a really tough time scoring. Jacksonville defense is going to hold them down. I look at a close game there and hope hope that it'll be a one- and two-point game. You know what? This is interesting, and I know we have done in the past going on the other sides of games. I'm looking. There are a couple other games that I'm you know thinking about getting into, but this this game in particular really intrigues me in that um, I've been with Jacksonville for the last couple. I have a bad feeling that there could be a real market correction for Mr. Minshew this week. The Denver defense, <laughs> the Denver de- So Vic Fangio comes from leading the Bears defense to take over Denver. They got Vaughn Miller. They've got Bradley Chubb. First team, I believe, in NFL history to not have a sack or a takeaway in the first three games. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they wake up this week. This game is a game that, I mean, I, I've sort of loved just kind of riding Jacksonville. I had to stay away from this game. If you have forced me to pick it, I think I'd actually take the home team, but we'll let you ride with the Jags and we'll see what happens. couple other games to think about. Tampa Bay, nine-point dogs in L.A. against the Rams. That's an interesting one. We've got Tennessee plus four against Atlanta. Atlanta is on the suspended list probably permanently, (laughs) except if you're betting against them. But you know what? I'm going to go to the Carolina Panthers plus four at Houston. Kyle Allen looked amazing in his first game. And we think about the issues that the Panthers had had so far this season. Cam Newton wasn't running. The passing wasn't there. He's obviously really hurt. Um, They put a quarterback in that, you know, was putting the ball where they needed it to. And they absolutely thrashed. Arizona last week. Mm-hmm. I picked that one. It was funny. I got some feedback going, what are you doing? They've got a backup quarterback. 
on all in on, well, maybe not all in on Kyle Allen, but in enough mm-hmm. to take them plus four against the Texans, who have big weeks. They have legs. I just think this is going to be a close game. Texans never really run away on anyone, right. and they have a tough time covering the passing game. This kid's going to be throwing the football, and then, of course, there's Christian McCaffrey as well, which should be good for about 35 fantasy points. Give me the Panthers plus four for the second straight week. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting pick, but for sure, getting the points there is uh, not a bad thing at all. Um, you know, I think we're. Am I all full here? Okay. Nope, no, I got one, more. got one more to go. Okay, well then, I'm going to go to another home dog. I'm going to go to Arizona. <laughs> Speaking of oh, well. Arizona, I'm going to go to a division home. I can't blame dog. you for this one. This number does not make sense. The line's way too big. Seattle can't beat anybody by more than a field goal, uh, and they're on the road now. And I don't know if anybody watched that New Orleans-Seattle game. The final was not as close as that game was. Uh, pardon me. The, the the score was not indicative of, of that game. It was a blowout by New Orleans. New Orleans absolutely manhandled Seattle. And uh, I think that, uh, you know what? Arizona stepped back last week against Carolina, no question. But uh, the new kid on the block's actually really doing quite well early on in his career. And uh, I hope to see a close game this week. You know what? So you're on five dogs. I'm on four. And the Chiefs are the one favorite. I'm looking at, you know, because the lines are so strange this this week. There's really difficulty finding if you wanted to take, you know, a solid favorite pick. I mean, would you take Indy minus seven at home against the Raiders? That's still a pretty big number. Big number. Uh, to be honest with you, I think Denver still sticks out to mm-hmm, me as that game. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the value's all on the underdogs this week. The other game that we haven't talked about that we won't officially put a pick in for it that I think you could convince me to lay the three on the home team Giants. Is the Giants yeah. Danny Dimes? Uh, how about that debut from Daniel Jones? Think about the last five months for this guy. Booed mercilessly. The organization mocked when he was taken sixth overall. Then all of a sudden, looks pretty good in camp. Two weeks in, he's the starting quarterback for the Giants, and you know, authors an amazing eighteen point comeback in his first game, and uh, they got the win. Whether they deserved it or not, who knows? But a W is a W. Uh, and bottom line, for the quarterback position, they were, I mean, 10 times more dynamic mm-hmm. than they were with Eli Manning. The kid can run. The kid is quite an athlete. You know, he's a great basketball player, too. I, I mean, so, you know, it, it's just so funny. Here, they, they everybody's down on him. He has one game, and they've all, all of a sudden decided the franchise has turned around. Anyways, good for, the, good for him. He did have a good game and hope to see good things happen from him as he progresses along in, in his early career. In I NFL. think we touched pretty much every game so far. I mean, we didn't really get into the Colts-Raiders game. Colts certainly the better team there. I think But now the lines have sort of caught up. People mm-hmm. realized, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Andrew Luck's gone. But, I mean, we were getting, they were getting them as underdogs the last couple of games. Yeah. That's not happening against the uh, the Raiders. So Indy laying seven at home against Oakland. We talked about that Giants-Washington uh, game. And, oh, yeah, Atlanta, four-point favorites against Tennessee. Is it possible for both teams to lose a game? Because I, this... <laughs> That's this the first game I crossed one. off. <laughs> that is the first, because who could you bet on that game? By the way, speaking of quarterback and quarterback changes, did you hear Gruden after Monday night? Case Keenum's our guy. Case Keenum's our guy. Case Keenum's our guy. Well, Case Keenum's not your guy. The the young guy's starting now. They're going with Haskins? Yeah, they announced, I did not hear they that. announced it today. Jeez. Okay. I might 
Add Giants minus three to. Uh, well, I'm sure that line's gonna going to move most likely. Uh, it's interesting. You got to lay minus one fifteen right now to get them. All right, that is just about going to do it for us. Uh, we've got lots coming in on the Odds Shark inbox. We'll get to those as we continue the afternoon. You can keep them coming in at twelve ninety ninety, or of course, hit us up on Twitter. And uh, remote, we've done all our NFL picks. You're the man of the CFL, CFL fantasy. How are you feeling about this bomber game tonight against Hamilton? Oh man! Well, first of all, this is a, such a weird week for CFL fantasy. You have backup quarterbacks in Montreal, uh, Toronto, and um, Ottawa's quarterback situation is like splitting. Uh, for the Bombers tonight, they're going to need to run the ball. It's going to be tough to beat Hamilton through the air. Um, I, you know, if you're playing fantasy, I like Andrew Harris and uh, and Strelver to rack up the yards. Hopefully, they find a way. Maybe they find a way to get Johnny Augustine involved again because running the ball is how they're going to win. Um, as far as the spread goes, I think it's going to be tight. I really like Hamilton's offense as well. Dane Evans is impressive. If I had to bet, I would probably bet Hamilton. Uh, with, with the points, but I do like the Bombers to bounce back and win. Uh, just quickly before we go, some interesting uh, text coming in. Here's a great one. Leafs would have signed Line A two years, $10.2 million a year. <laughs> well done. Uh, Line A wants to win. If he agreed to the two-year deal, he must believe he can win with the Jets. I believe in Line A. That's from Mikey. Uh, Line A's deal is good with the two years. I still think he should be traded. Well, I, I, um, I'm not there with you, uh, Texter, but keep them coming in. Uh, I figured at the end of last year it would be a bridge deal between six and seven. Funny it took all summer for Chevy and Line A to come to that same conclusion. Brett... And then another one that just says hashtag IBTF, which I believe stands for I bring the flavor or maybe I bring the fin. Maybe it was Mike Liute texting us in saying <laughs> he's bringing Patrick <laughs> Liney back to Winnipeg. My favorite tweet from today, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN says it's going to be amazing when Liney's contract ends up being for two years and 500,000 V-Bucks. <laughs> yes, that is the currency in Fortnite. So I enjoyed that one. Uh, good stuff, Ziff. Good luck with the picks. Great Same seeing you. you as always. Remo, thanks for doing this. And uh, we will see you guys tonight at IG Field for that big bomber Ticat game. We got lots to get to, though. Patrick Liney is re-signed with the Jets. Rick and I will dive into it after trending topics in Sports Center. Here on TSN 1290.